0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Open forum Wednesday. Nick Bosa, highest paid defensive player in the national football. Can't really argue with that. Just a shame that it took until five days before the first game uh, to get it done, but better late than never. So we'll see how much he'll be able to play on Sunday. Everybody says he's in tip-top shape, but, you know, working out on your own is, uh, you know, not playing football. So we'll we'll see uh, how that all works out for Bosa and the uh, 49ers. All right, so open forum Wednesday. We'll also do a little fantasy football roundtable today as uh, we get the season started. So anyone that wants to do some uh, fantasy football, once you ask a question, then I will uh, open up to anyone else that wants to join on the round table, and we can spend a couple minutes of doing that. You know me, I don't play fantasy football. I don't even know how the hell it works. Uh, you can ask me a question would I take this player or that player? But, you know, again, I don't play fantasy football. I have no interest in playing fantasy football, but I certainly do not mind uh, being a moderator every Wednesday when we have our open forum Wednesdays and a fantasy football. Roundtable. NFL coming up this weekend. Of course, uh, it begins tomorrow with Detroit at Kansas City. Travis Kelsey is officially listed as questionable for that matchup after hyperextending his knee. I guess the issue right now is the swelling in his knees. Fortunately, the reports are there is no structural damage. So that is a a very, very positive uh, note for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, A bone bruise, which can take a while. So we'll see. All right. We'll see. My gut feeling, gut feeling is that he will not play tomorrow night. I mean, to me, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and you play on Thursday and you don't play again until the following Sunday, you know, I would not press my luck. Now, there are a lot of issues that can go into it. Could he do further damage? All right. If the answer to that question is no, then it really is up to his pain tolerance and his mobility and everything else, all right? But if his injury could become worse by playing, then I'm not playing him. The season's too long, and the Chiefs are too good, and he's too valuable uh, to that football team. So we'll see. Lions, Chiefs tomorrow, and then uh, the 49ers are in Pittsburgh. The Raiders open up in Denver. I think some of the best games on the card – have the Dolphins at the Chargers. I think that is going to be an absolute dandy. Now, I did say yesterday, uh, I would give you some of my picks today, but I'm going to do it on Friday. And the reason for that is I'm not picking the game tomorrow night. So I'm going to wait until Friday. Now, tomorrow at 3 o'clock Pacific, Ryan and I will be on pre-NFL game. All right, so at 3 o'clock Pacific tomorrow, Ryan and I are going to be on YouTube if you don't like that. And uh, we can talk about the NFL. We can talk about... Uh, anything else that's going on uh, in sport. All right. So there you have it. All right. Who wants to be my leadoff person today? We can go in any direction you want on this open form Wednesday. And then if you want to talk some fantasy football, uh, we can do that as well, but I'll, I'll give you my picks uh, coming up on Friday. And then, you know, we'll have some interaction going back and forth uh, right here on listen app reminder that Sean Salisbury Starts back up with me on Mondays at three o'clock. So I'm looking forward to having Sean on during the football season. That's going to be on Monday at three o'clock on if you don't like that. All right. So we've got Sean to look forward to on Monday. We've got the NFL season starting tomorrow. We have a lot going on. It is absolutely awesome. All right, let's get to Al. Al, it's great to have you lead us off. How are you, sir?
2: I'm good, Nate. Can you hear me?
1: Yep. Got you loud and clear.
2: Yeah, uh, I thought I'd jump in and ask a question about my fantasy team. Um yeah. I've, uh, I've got Brees Hall who I know the Jets are gonna be careful with him because of his injury last year, he's a beast and they got Dalvin Cook now. Or it could go with AJ Dillon, who's got a pretty good matchup, you know, against Minnesota who can't defend anything. He's got Aaron Jones there sharing the load, but he seems to get his share of touches, so that's that's if you want to start off with the fantasy form, it looks like a lot of some of the guys like Jeff. I'm not. I see Cody out there, but that would
1: be well, Again, anyone that wants to get on and get on the uh, fantasy roundtable, you know how to do it. You raise your hand, and I'll put you up on the stage uh, with Al and myself, and uh, we can get the ball rolling. So now, how many fantasy leagues are you in?
2: I will just do one for my net, my nephew. It's called a PPR league, which means you get. Points for for the yards you get points like one, ten yard every ten yards you get a point, and every okay. catch every catch you get a point. So so with that, I don't. Know, Dylan doesn't seem to be big in the passing game. Jarrett Jones is more the more of you know third down bag. Dylan's kind of like the guys going to probably go for a short yard or maybe Vulture a touchdown or two. But I'm kind of leaning towards Hall, even though I know they're going to be careful with him. How do you? What do you think? What's your thoughts on either Brees Hall or AJ Dillon? I mean, based on the matchups, they got the the Jets and Bills. You know, the Bills they got pretty good defense from last year, at least. Got a pretty
1: good defense. Von Miller's uh, out for at least four weeks, so you got to factor that into it. You know, to me, the Jets are going to be throwing the football. You know, the, the I don't see the Jets running the ball that much on Monday night. I think predominantly it's going to be passing. I mean, I know you have to run the ball somewhat, but. You know, I, I don't okay. see Aaron Rodgers coming out on Monday night football and throwing and uh, running the football. I think they're going to have, you know, uh, a lot of ball in the air on uh, Monday night from the Jets perspective. Now, the other issue you got to keep in mind with the Jets, their, their offensive line is suspect. All and right. I, that, that concerns me if I'm hmm. looking at this from a, a long term Jets successful season. Can they be successful with that offensive line, which right now has got a lot of question marks. And they're going against no bond Miller, but the bills defense is still pretty good and they're going to be attacking. So I, I'm very curious to see how that offensive line does number one, run blocking and number two, uh, protecting Aaron Rodgers.
2: Boy, that's not a good, that's not a good unit to have questions be questionable and expect to make the playoffs and make a run. You know, your offensive line, geez, that's a, I know you mentioned well, you know, a,
1: lot of, a lot of teams. A lot of teams are in that boat uh, there's the, because of the salary cap. You don't have a lot of depth on the offensive line. And when you have a player or two go down, you just don't have the depth to back that up. And we saw a couple of injuries. You know, Dallas has got some issues already on their offensive line from uh, preseason. It can really uh, again, the depth is a real problem right now in the NFL on the offensive lines.
2: Oh, Nate, I know what you're talking about. In fact, my Rams, man, they haven't even quite settled their their starting lineup
1: on offensive line.
2: Hello. We're like four days away from the start of the
1: season. You better figure
2: this out quick.
1: You like calling? Al, hang on on a minute. We got Cody on. Cody, it's great to have you on. I know each and every week you love talking fantasy football. What do you think on uh, Al's questions?
3: Okay. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay.
2: So you got Brees Hall at uh, at Buffalo or who? I got AJ Dillon, and they're okay. playing. They're playing the the Vikings. No, they're not. That's not at Buffalo. That's at New York. If it makes a difference, which I kind of think it might. You know, I, I think it's better to have them and and give them more. You know, in New York. I, I like that better than going to Buffalo. You know, they got a good home field advantage. And then they got, I got Brees Hall, who's. I know they're going to be careful with him. <laughs> And he's my number two back. Eckler is my number one. If I could go, AJ Dillon, who I can't see the Vikings. They can't stop. They can't stop anybody on defense. And then they pointed out he thinks the Jets are going to throw the ball. So that being said, what's your thought on on those two guys? I would wait on Brees Hall.
3: Yeah, definitely. He, yeah. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna rush him back, man. He's too valuable to that team. They got Cook there now. Michael Carter could spell in. There's no, no reason to rush Brees Hall back. I would you play
1: know, A.J. You got, Dillon. All right, you got A.J. Dillon, okay. And then uh, yeah. we got Ryan joining in on the conversation. Ryan, go ahead.
4: Hey, Al. Um, I'm, I'm playing Brees Hall, if I'm you. Uh, for many of the reasons that Nape said, 1st year in a PPR league. Second, Dalvin Cook did not participate largely in camp. So the question becomes, is he going to be ready to go and take that entire load? And if that offensive line's not holding, that means the Jets are going to have to throw quick passes. And Brees Hall can catch the back- ball out of the backfield. So I-, I think that's the way I'm leaning. That that has your highest upside. might not be your safest bet, but your highest upside to play.
2: I do have Eckler as my, my number one guy. He's my number two. I I have to start two running backs in this league. I don't know why. I told my nephew, he's the commissioner. Look, you got to make one running back and make the second running back. You got to flex it in with like the wide receiver or tight end, you know. You, you can't, why should any, what should, and no team start two running backs. I'm just getting off on a tangent. But I like your thinking about, you know, both you guys appreciate all the advice and they, you know, I'm just going to, I know Cody made a good point with, he was so dynamic last year, and then he got hurt, and I didn't realize what you just said, because I don't pay a lot of attention to preseason, is they haven't really, uh, Cook hasn't had a lot of, uh, you know, touch, you know, playing time, you know, it is preseason, but, you know, he hasn't, um, but uh, I'll just give it more thought and, Consider all the options. Appreciate all the feedback. and
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I appreciate you calling out. Cody, I didn't mean to cut you off if you were not done. So uh, go ahead, Cody. You can take it away.
3: No, um, I think Ryan brings a good point, too, about uh, Brees Hall's receiving. He, he His air yards on receiving was unheard of for a running back. But I just yeah. don't see that happening for at least the first three or four weeks. Delvin right. Cook, he's got that new shoulder. It's a new offensive system, right? But I think yeah. he's the guy to lean on in that offense yeah. for the Jets.
2: Yeah, I'll give it. A, you guys have make make great. All three of you guys make great points. So I'm going to weigh your your feedback, and I appreciate it. But uh, does anybody have anything for their teams? That uh, how you guys do on your draft? How did uh, did you uh, feel like pretty good about your teams?
1: Ryan,
4: Cody? go ahead. Oh, I am not playing fantasy this year. I'm only doing oh, the pick'em league that we're doing, so taking a year team. off. What, all
1: right, there you go, Cody. What about you?
3: Um, I've got uh, eight teams, and I, I'm not as confident as I was entering last season, but uh, I'm pretty pretty solid on my receiving cores on most of the teams. I'm just the running back situation. I kind of. I kind of punted on the running backs. So I don't have the best running backs on my teams.
2: You know, I did that a couple of years ago. They call it a zero running back draft strategy. I drafted my first three picks. This was a couple of years ago. with Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. And then I got Adam Thielen, who was still really producing for the Vikings. And I ended up in the championship. And I didn't draft a running back until like my sixth or seventh pick. So, you know, it's just it's a devalued position as Nathan you guys know you know it's just it's just unless you have a guy like a Austin Eckler who I picked up or or someone who can re, or or McCaffrey who can you know catch that ball you know haul in a lot of catches it, it's just not a position you you really are going to focus on and I got Eckler with my first pick at number three overall but I kind of wanted McCaffrey number one my pick but then I picked Eckler because I like uh you know for, oh, for all the running backs out there available those two guys were two guys who really catch. You could, like Ryan said, could really load up on in the receiving passing game. So, Cody, do you have any questions and conundrums on your lineup for any um, players? I, I was, I, I had a thought
3: maybe of uh, benching DeAndre Hopkins, Titans receiver at 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 the Saints, and I was going to play a Cortland Sutton of the Broncos. They're uh, in Denver versus the Raiders. And I wanted. I was thinking about it because Denver's receiving core, they're this kind of in the bare minimum. I think Cortland Sutton's going to get fed the ball a lot, especially if the Broncos are losing. And I, I'm not so sure about Hopkins this first game. What do you guys think of DeAndre Hopkins versus the Saints or Cortland Sutton versus the Raiders?
1: Well, I mean, as far as DeAndre Hopkins is one hell of a, of a receiver. I mean, I, I think you saw the difference when he's on the field and not on the field with the Cardinals and. I'm surprised personally that it took so long for him to find the team. Obviously, you know, Tennessee's offense is, you know, predicated on, you know, Derrick Henry. But I mean, as far as the receiver goes, I still think Hopkins has got a lot in the tank. Um, the New Orleans defense is not bad. You know, it's, it's uh, in New Orleans, but I think Hopkins is, I love Hopkins. I think he's one of the best receivers in football. And I, I think he has to be a big part of that offense if they're going to win that division. What is your league, Cody?
2: If I might, uh, is it a PPR or it's or a ju- half point PP point per reception? Okay, well I'm gonna. I'm I'm jumping ahead, but I just had that question. I kind of agree with Nate. Now you're a Denver guy, so you got your you're really close to your team, and you know the feel. You got a feel for the Broncos. By the way, I'm a Rams fan, so if anybody has any questions about Rams players, first don't pick any of them. I'm kind of inclined to agree with uh Nape that I think Hopkins he's still relevant. He's still he still can produce. Yeah, they they're kind of uh Vrabel, Vrabel doesn't he's kind of a smash mouth kind of guy, you know, with his with his offense. But you know, I think Hop Hop with the half PPR could would be your, your guy over Cortland. That's just cause I don't know where Russ is personally. I've talked to NAPE a couple of weeks ago. I, his body language, it's just, I don't know, but I'd be going with Hop over uh, Cortland. That would be my choice. But Ryan, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I, I would go with Hop. Uh, I'm with Napes. I mean, he's going to be a center point of that offense. Um, it's all about if he's right and he's ready to go. And if he is. Um, he's one of the most explosive leader or receivers in the league. I would not go with Sutton personally because Russ has got to show me something first, and that offensive line's got to show me something as well. You're going to have Mad Max coming off the edge, and that's going to put Russ into a lot of scrambling um, situations, and I, I've just got to see them perform. I mean, there, there's something about Russell Wilson football games you don't see normal scores. You don't see seven to fourteen. You see six to thirteens, and they're just awkward games the last yeah. year and a half. So I, I would go hop.
2: Well, you know better. You had Russ on your Seahawks for like a decade, and even when he was there, it seemed to me they had the kind of a kind of a conservative you know, defense, uh, running game first, and then Russ make the Russ Wilson magic plays. You know, pull a six percent. Success rate there, he, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, he's a, he's a, I don't know, Cody. I hope he does well for your team, you know, personally. But I don't know, man. I got to see, I'm like you, Ryan. I got to see, I got to, I'm going to be like a St. Louis guy. I show me before I'm going to believe, you know, so.
4: Well, and I, I also want to see what Sean Payton's going to do. You know, he's not the coach anymore that touches the field and everything's all different. That was a broken bro- Denver. Bronco program last year and um, you know it it takes a different quarterback to play for Sean Payton is Russell Wilson somewhat like Drew Brees yes in some ways he cannot drop back and throw it like Drew did Drew probably can't scramble as well as Russ but I'm not convinced of what that Denver team is ready to put on the field and how they're going to perform just strictly off of Russ rejuvenating his body and Sean Payton coming in
1: I agree. And not having Jerry Judy for the beginning of the season is a big loss for them. He's the one guy that really stretches the field. And when he got hurt in the preseason, I I thought that that is the worst way to start the season. If you're Russell Wilson. I mean, I think you depend on him. I think he's a guy that is somewhat of a difference maker. And I I think that's really going to impact them here in the month of September.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a great point. You know, I mean, Cody would probably agree with that. He's a Bronco
1: fan. Yes. I know he'd rather have Judy than not have him. I can <laughs> guarantee you that. <laughs> I mean, that's for sure. But um, hey, guys, this was really good. I appreciate it. Al, thanks for leading it off. And Cody and Ryan, appreciate you guys uh, joining in as well. Thank you. Thank you, Nate, for having thanks, us. Thanks. No problem. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate it. I'm calling back at a hey, question. Uh, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I'm good. I'll call back later. Okay. Uh, Ryan, I want to ask you a question. Uh, because, and Cody, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, for the folks that still want to get involved in our Pick'em League, what do they need to do?
4: All you got to do is go to Grant's Twitter page or my Twitter page. Um, we I have the information linked up or pinned up to the top. Uh, you go to Yahoo Fantasy Football, join uh, Public League. And uh, you enter in the ID and then ultimately the password that will get you in. now, if you have any trouble navigating that, you can also always email Grant, um, gnapier at, e- at AOL.com, or you can email me at Ryan. No, Rhino. it's not Gmail.
1: Uh, wait, uh, let me re- let me correct you. It's gnapier at gmail.com. That's the best Gmail. way to get a hold of me, gnapier at gmail.com. That's N-A-P-E-A-R. And Ryan, what's your email?
4: it's Rhino ryno in Sacktown at gmail.com
1: okay there you have it Rhino in Sacktown at gmail.com and I'm G Napier at gmail.com for anyone that uh, could not do it their own on their own like I I couldn't I was like <laughs> I tried five times I'm like you know what I'm done I don't I don't even care uh, Ryan Ryan saved me although I think he saved me I haven't I haven't had a chance to get on the link yet uh, Ryan but I, I I'm confident that you got me pointed in the right direction buddy I got you bud. So it
4: it's same thing there. If you guys have any troubles if you email us, then we can email a link out to you to join the league. All
1: right, are you running sprints yet? I am not running sprint
4: snapes, but I feel great. I, I am Good. convinced we will be playing 18 uh wow. at some
1: point while you are here. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you got both tips done. You're a new man. You don't have the pain and you have a new lease on life. Is that what you're telling me?
4: I have a new lease on life. And you know, the first thing my family's doing, they're taking me to universal studios next week to use me to get on the short lines because I have to use a (laughs) because I have to use a scooter. So
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't let the, don't let the clones know that. Okay.
4: Oh, no, 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 no. So
1: I will be going a little quiet on social media during that time. I can promise right, you buddy. that. All right, but All right, thank you. Thank you. Bye well, bye. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's get to uh, Patrick. Patrick, uh, welcome to the program.
2: Hey, Grant, I don't know if this is the right uh, space to ask Ryan quick, but do you have to pick all the games
1: on Thursday for Sunday, or can you just pick Thursday's game and wait till like Sunday morning to pick the rest of the games? Uh, Ryan, come back on and you can answer that question because I haven't even checked the uh, the, uh, uh, the app yet. So uh, Ryan will tell you right now. Thanks for k- popping back on, buddy. What's the answer to that question?
4: Hey, Patrick, great question. Um, in the settings, I said that you have to make the picks five minutes before the games. So okay. my assumption is you should be good up to game time for the Sunday and Monday games. But you do have to pick the Thursday game um right. prior to so if okay. if i see anything different i will certainly let that be known on this show and uh get that out to everybody
3: all right thank you ryan i appreciate
1: it yeah you got it patrick
4: all
1: right so pat patrick yeah there you go and uh good luck with everything and we uh, hopefully we'll have fun yeah, come and... on boy granted that's i can learn it you can learn it <laughs> oh yeah i'm gonna do it i i'm gonna probably do it tonight or tomorrow uh obviously sometime in the morning, but I'll get it done. That's cool. All right. Have a good evening, Grant. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good stuff right there from uh, Patrick. If you want to get in on the program, all you need to do is raise your hand, and we are happy to do it here on this open form Wednesday. Detroit at Kansas City. Again, Travis Kelsey is questionable, questionable for that game. Gut feeling is he's not going to play, but that's just a gut feeling. Nick Bosa, richest defensive player in the game, biggest contract for a defensive player. I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, he's the real deal and the 49ers need him on the field. This show is sponsored by better help stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. There, there are a couple of games on Sunday that I think have a chance to be an upset. Uh, one of those is Cleveland. Joe Burrow does not play well against the Browns. He's one in four in his career against the Browns. And the Browns are not bad this year. And that game's at the dog pound. So I'm going to analyze that game a little bit more in depth uh, because the Browns seem to have Burrow's number. Then you have uh, a Mike Tomlin Steelers team that always seems to play well at the beginning of the season. He plays his guys during the preseason, and I think they're more ready to play week one. I mean, there's no question the 49ers are a better team. Early start, you know, Eastern time zone. I have a feeling this game is going to be a little bit closer than some people. I I think it's going to be a, a pretty close game. I actually think the Raiders, even though I don't see them winning more than six games this year, I give them a pretty good chance to win at Denver. You know, just what we were talking about. I'm not sold on the Broncos. You got to show me. That team was a disaster last year. And now all of a sudden, because you got Sean Payton, I'm supposed to believe that they're a new team. And that Russell Wilson's going to be the Russell Wilson of yesteryear. I'm sorry. I, I need to see that first before I'm ready to give Denver uh, the props. Because I think the Raiders are not going to be very good. I mean, I, I think the Raiders have got some issues as well. You know, to me, obviously, it's Kansas City and the Chargers in that AFC West. But when I'm looking at uh, the Broncos and the Raiders, I don't think they're very good. You know, someone's going to win the game on Sunday. And I'm not so sure it's going to be the Raiders. I mean, I, I could see the Raiders winning that game. Division rival, no secrets. You know you know each other. Again, I, I just am not sold on Denver. I'm not sold on them at all. So we'll see. Uh, the other big games, I told you, Miami at the Chargers, I think is a, a really big game. And these are the type of games early in the season that could dictate home field advantage at some point during the playoffs. You know, sometimes we don't think about that because it's the first week of the season. These are big games. In the conference, two teams that look pretty good. Obviously, with Miami, it's all about Tua and his health. But when Tua was upright last year, that offense was unbelievable, right? I mean, that that offense was incredible. And Mike McDaniel and his offensive knowledge, and I I think that that's going to be a really, really good game. Obviously, the Monday night game, I think both the Sunday night and the Monday night games are really good. Giants, Cowboys, and then on Monday night, you have the Jets and the Bills. The question with the Cowboys is, is Dak Prescott going to cut down on his turnovers and not make that bad mistake in crunch time? That's what you have to be concerned with if you are a Dallas fan. Now, they got a couple of issues on their offensive line. They're a little banged up going into this week one. Defensively, Micah Parsons controls the entire game. Giants have Darren Waller at tight end now. Their wide receiver core is completely different than last year in terms of ability. So last year at this time, the Giants went in with really a subpar receiving core. A year later, it's a very good receiving core with an outstanding tight end. You have an offensive line that is better than last year. Going to be very interesting to see how they block Parsons, the the right tackle is Evan Neal entering a second year. Was not good until about week 10, and they really started to find himself. All right, now he has seen Parsons twice. He understands what he's going to get. But, you, you know, you can't just block Michael Parsons with one guy. Can't do it. You know, I, I'm not so sure you can block him with two guys, but you certainly can't block him with one guy. So that Sunday night game and then Monday, listen, everyone's going to wonder Can Aaron Rodgers look like the Aaron Rodgers of two years ago when he was the MVP of the NFL? That's what people are, you know, they're going to make that determination pretty quickly in the season. All right, let's get to Ryan again. Hello, buddy. Hey, buddy.
4: Um, Since it's open forum Wednesday and I see her in here, I was hoping Anita could come up and uh, tell us a little bit more about her book and how we can go get it.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I would enjoy that too. I don't know if she's able to talk. Uh, She may be in the car driving home from school. And so I don't want to put any pressure on her to talk if she's unable to. But the one thing I know about Anita, she will call when she has the opportunity. But I appreciate the shout out, Ryan, for her. And uh, at some point, if it's not today, it will be in the near future when we can have a conversation with her about the book. Love it. Looking forward to it. Yep. All right. Good stuff right there. Uh, Again, if you want to get in on the program, just raise your hand and we'll do it. Again, Nick Bosa gets the deal. He holds out and he got exactly what he wanted, all right? He got exactly what he wanted. This thing went right up to the last minute and he is good to go, all right? Now, how much will he play on Sunday? You know, I think a lot depends on the weather as well, but they say he's in tip-top shape, but tip-top shape doesn't necessarily mean tip-top football shape. So, you know, keep that in mind, but good news that Bosa is going to be on the field, all right? I mean, that, that you, you must have Nick Bosa on the field. Uh, college football, if you want to uh, get into that on the weekend, we can do that. Uh, Texas at Alabama is the headline game in Tuscaloosa, and we'll see what Alabama looks like after having basically the week off playing Middle Tennessee State. We'll get a real look at Alabama and see how their quarterback looks as Bryce Young is no longer there. And they got a couple of new faces. You know, when I think about Alabama, I'm not so sure about their receiving core. So I want to see how they do against Texas. But that's going to be a very interesting game uh, coming up on Saturday. And then we get right into uh, the NFL schedule on Sunday. And I'll give you all my picks coming up for you uh, on Friday. Just for the heck of it, uh, I'm going to take the Lions and the points tomorrow, even though that's not an official pick. But I'm just saying, I think if Travis Kelsey does not play, all right, I think that could at least keep the game close. This is a big early game for the Lions because a lot of people are expecting big things from them. And whether they win or lose, it's not going to dictate how their season goes. But I think it's important that they play well. Uh, Even if they lose, uh, I think it's important that they look like they belong. Because at the end of last season, they look like they belong. Okay? Actually, in the middle of the season, they look like they belong. And now... They're on primetime. Everyone's going to be watching. You're in Kansas City. And the Lions can really turn some heads on Thursday night. And I think they've got, uh, I think they're in a weak division. I do not think Minnesota's very good. The Bears, to me, I have no idea. And the Packers, I have no idea. You know, defensively, the Packers are pretty good. They got a pretty good defense. How's Jordan Love going to be? And then now Justin Fields entering his third year. They have some nice offensive uh, weapons around him, and we'll see whether Justin Fields can get the job done for the Chicago Bears. So you've got Green Bay and Chicago uh, week one, and we're gonna get a pretty good idea, I think, on Jordan Love. We'll see. We'll see if he looks like he belongs or not uh, coming up on Sunday. So again, coming up on Friday, uh, I'll give you my picks and then we'll have some fun and then uh, go to my Twitter handle or Ryan's Twitter handle at grant napier show. And you can sign up uh, for our Pickham league. All right. And then before you know it, uh, NBA training camps will be going on. Did you see the story on James Harden? And I'm not surprised by this because I've heard this ever since, you know, he's been in the league. Can you believe the front office gave James Harden permission to not travel with the team after games so he could hang out? at local clubs in the respective cities, like the cities that he liked, like Miami and other cities. Uh, This guy is as unprofessional as any player that I can remember of his stature in recent years. I mean, it's all about him. You know, do you you not care how your teammates think? It's just unbelievable to me. And here's the other part. A front office that allows that should be ashamed of themselves. You know, Daryl Morey, are you kidding me? You're giving a player permission to not travel with the team so he can hang out at strip clubs. Seriously, like, is that what we're is that what we're dealing with? You're paying a guy, you know, forty million dollars a year, thirty five million dollars a year, and you got to give him special permission to not travel with the team so he can hang out after the game in local establishments. Really, seriously, you got to be kidding me. You know, it's the professional basketball. It's the National Basketball Association. That's unbelievable to me. It really is. You know, I think if I were a general manager and a player came to me and asked me that, I would go, I wouldn't even respond. I I would just look at the individual with my eyes aghast, and then I would go with my fingers across his lips, meaning stop talking. That's my answer, stop talking. It's unbelievable to me, really. It really is unbelievable. All right, let's get to uh, Jerry. Jerry, welcome to the program.
5: Hey, Grant, can you hear me okay, sir? Yep, go ahead. Hey, Grant, you know what? It's, it's funny that you're bringing that up about James Harden. Grant, don't you think that some of these own, uh, these owners of these professional teams should take some of the criticism, how their players act?
1: No. Um, I think really it's uh, a lot of the owners don't get involved in that stuff. I think it's more for the day-to-day operations, such as the general manager and the president of basketball operations. I put more of the onus on them than personally I do on the owners. A lot of the owners don't even aren't around. And if they are around, it's normally for the home games, not the road games. A lot of the owners aren't at practices. No, I don't believe it should be on the owner. I think the owner needs to dictate to the general manager and the president how it's going to be, but I don't think it's on the owner personally. No.
5: Okay. And Grant, one thing about the um, Saints. Uh, You were saying a couple of days ago that you picked the Saints to win that division? Yes. Uh, And Grant, you know what? This is is the thing that I've been thinking about, too, since the Raiders got rid of Derek Carr, you know what? It's about time that Derek Carr can go to an organization with some kind of stability. I, I mean, it's been a long time, and you know what I was. You know what, Jerry? Long- he was in. He
1: was in. He was with the Raiders for nine years. Okay, and the guy's got nothing to show for it. And yes, there is sometimes you can blame the instability, but after nine years, okay, with only one playoff game, okay, and a game that he lost, although they played well at Cincinnati. You know, you can't be blaming the organization at some point as a quarterback, you got to persevere. And in nine years, Jerry, he started one playoff game. I can't blame that on the organization. I'm sorry. I mean, I can blame some of it on the organization, but Derek Carr has got to take some of that responsibility as well.
5: And Grant, you don't think that um, as many coaches as the guys had offensive coordinators? I mean, you don't think that weighs in anything like that?
1: Yeah, I do, Jerry, but not 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 100 percent. You know, he's not the only quarterback in the league that goes through offensive coordinators and head coaches. Okay, I mean, it happens. It's part of the NFL. Offensive coordinators lead their teams uh, all the time, particularly good teams. Offensive coordinators get promoted to head coaches or, you know, uh, they, they leave. Okay, I mean, it happens. So that's not anything new. So you can't use that as an excuse if you're good. And listen, last year, last year, think about this they had the best running back in football statistically and they had Devontae Adams. Okay. And they had Darren Waller, although he was hurt a little bit, but think about that. And they, they were horrible. I mean, at some point you got to stop blaming the front office, Jerry.
5: All right. Well, Grant, I guess the point I was trying to make you grant uh, was that uh, uh, Derek Carr, all right, he's probably going to be in the postseason this year. All right. And the Raiders have, you know, it was just not Derek Carr by himself. It was that
1: whole team, that whole organization. Well, Jerry, I'm sorry, but two years ago, when they had a coach that the players loved, they, in Rich Basilia, they were in the playoffs and they played their butts off and and lost a close game to Cincinnati. And then Mark Davis, with his ineptitude, thought that, gee, we need to go out and hire a, a, a coach that's from the Patriots organization that's got a name and pizzazz So they hire, you know, Josh McDaniels, and he was awful last year, as were the Raiders. So, I mean, you know, you can't say they've been awful all the time. They were in the playoffs two seasons ago. Okay? In the playoffs two seasons ago.
5: Well, yeah, Grant. I'm saying that, Grant. uh, Twice in, what, the last 20 years? Well, I mean, they've been in
1: the playoffs more than twice in the last 20 years. They haven't won. I mean, they've won one game. They haven't won a game in 20 years in the playoffs. That's the problem. They, 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 they can't – I mean, it's a joke. Listen, Jerry, I'm not sticking up for the Raiders uh, team. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sticking up for Mark Davis. I'm not sticking up for the uh, awful way that that franchise is run. I'm hearing you. But I'm just saying, if you're Derek Carr, you can't use that as your crutch. All right? That's, Derek Carr did not play well in many games where he needed to play well. And then he'll play very well the next week. He's too inconsistent. You know, at some point, you got to stop blaming that on your coach and the offensive coordinator.
5: Brent, let me ask you this. Uh, when the season for the Raiders starts to go south, Grant, all right, how many Raider fans out there are, are gonna be like, we should have kept carr. How many times? How many people? Only the stupid ones. <laughs> <laughs> all right, correct. Because you That's know what, Jerry, if you're not goal.
1: winning yes. with their it Jerry, if you're not winning with their car, then you can lose without him, right? You're, you I right. mean, correct? Yes. What difference does it make who your quarterback is?
5: Hey Grant, thanks for taking my call, Grant. Appreciate you.
1: All right, buddy, you take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> the problem with the Raiders is Mark Davis. That's the problem, okay? The problem with the Cowboys is Jerry Jones. That's their problem. Can you believe that Jerry Jones acquires Trey Lance and word in Dallas is that he didn't even notify the coaches? We know he didn't tell the quarterback, Dak Prescott. The coaches didn't even know. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. The owner of your team makes a trade. It doesn't even pick up the phone to speak to the head coach. That's the problem with the Dallas Cowboys. That's the problem. They evaluate talent wrong. They evaluate the quarterback position as poorly as any team that I can remember. And it's all Jerry Jones It's a joke. It's a joke. They print money. It's an incredible stadium. They got an incredible fan base. Although A lot of their fans are delusional, but their fan base is incredible. They travel well. Every year, same thing, year after year after year. And Jerry can't control himself. He can't keep his mouth shut. And it's just unbelievable to me. It really is. It is unbelievable to me. A franchise with that much money, that much notoriety, their brand can be so bad. For so long. You know, to me, it's like the Yankees right now. You know, the Yankees are, are the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. They have a owner in Hal Steinbrenner, who, if his dad still owned the team, Hal would have been fired eight to nine times by now. Okay. You have a general manager in Brian Cashman where the game has passed him by, and yet you keep on hiring him over and over and over again. Expecting a different result. It's, you think about the Yankees for a minute. 2023, we're in. And what they, the last time they won was what, 2009 for a franchise with that payroll in that market, in that city. Now, it's not as bad as the Cowboys. You got to go back to what, 93? No, it's not 93, but it's just, it's unbelievable to me. It really is unbelievable. All right. Don't forget tomorrow at, 3 o'clock, Ryan and I will be on YouTube if you don't like that. And we'll get you ready for the start of the NFL season. Always love doing the uh, Open Forum Wednesday. I enjoyed our Fantasy Football Roundtable. We'll do that uh, each and every Wednesday. And looking forward to that. But before we adjourn, we always have to say hello to John. John, what's going on today, buddy?
0: I am extremely busy, Grant. But I have had you on since the show began background noise for me background uh, music for me I, I love this fantasy round table you guys do I wish I could have got in on it a little bit um, no problem Ryan spot on Ryan spot on everything he pretty much said about uh, I believe his al's first question he was up in the air about some running backs yeah you guys got it right and hey you got it right about my beloved cowboys too man I'm never gonna stop loving them I just I just hope something something changes a little bit pretty soon and I know we've Every single year, we've got good enough talent to win 8, 10, 12 games. But oh, something happens once it comes to playoff time. And, you know. I think
1: your best quarterback last year was Cooper Rush. That's my uh, my, my feeling is if Cooper Rush played the whole season, uh, you guys would have been better. I mean, he, he played very well. He was 4-1. and one. He doesn't turn the ball over. He runs the offense very well. And, you know, to me, he was almost like Brock Purdy with the 49ers. I mean, he was that efficient. I, I'm just not a Dak Prescott fan. I'm I'm just not. I, I don't see it in his game. He's too inconsistent and he's getting paid forty million a year. I mean, it's ridiculous.
0: Hey, I agree, Grant. And about you know, our backup quarterback Dak <laughs> should be our backup quarterback. Trey Lance may not make the team, and Cooper Rush hands down, ran the team better last year. Hands down. Well, Trey Lance Trey Lance is gonna make the team. I'm sorry. Yeah, you yeah, think Jerry to make the team. He's but he's a third string quarterback. quarterback. Correct, yeah. correct. You're exactly right. All right, Grant, I got to get back to work, buddy. Thanks a lot. Buddy. I appreciate the roundtable. I appreciate your YouTube shows. Last night, yesterday was a whole lot of fun, man. Keep it Thank up, you, and Tom. we'll. Right Thank you. Sounds good. Take care, buddy. All right. So again,
1: tomorrow, three o'clock, Ryan and I will be over on uh, YouTube. Hope you are doing well. Tomorrow is the start of the NFL season. Been watching U.S. Open? Yeah, I've been actually watching a lot of tennis. I'm, it's so refreshing to see uh, so many Americans on the men's side be relevant. It's been forever. I did a rant on this today. You know the last American male player, the last men's player from the United States to win a major was Andy freaking Roddick in 2003. Think about that for a minute. And then before that, Sampras I believe he won Wibbledon in 2000. Think about that. Not as bad as the Cowboys. Not as bad as the Cowboys and their era of futility, but pretty close. Okay? Not as bad as the Yankees. All right? Well, it's actually worse than the Yankees. I'm sorry. See, I'm trying to be impartial here uh, because John and Anita are Cowboy fans, and I don't want to upset them too much. But I mean, 1993, come on, please. All right. But Andy Rock, 2003, the last American men's player to win a major. Been a long time. It's nice to see the uh, United States climbing up the ladder a little bit, particularly in men's tennis. Now, women's tennis, obviously, you know, Serena Williams, I mean, best ever. All right. But on the men's side, nothing, nothing, nothing. That's changing. And I'm very happy to see that. All right. You take care, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow over on YouTube. Bye-bye now.